I'm Dee Bonnie, and this is the Ignite Your Marriage Podcast. I'm an ER doctor turned marriage coach. Join me on this journey as I share with you issues that I've faced, mistakes that I've made, that all put me in a position where I had to look to God to figure out how to begin doing marriage and life His way, not my way. I believe that average marriages are just mediocre, and I'm on mission to help you abandon mediocrity. Do me a favor, and please click the subscribe button right now. Leave us a review on iTunes. Also, share this with your friends. Marriages will change. I'm going to get raw and vulnerable on here. We're going to talk about things that I face. We'll talk about infidelity, divorce, blended families, communication. We'll discuss how to have healthy conflict. Talk about sex, money, boundaries. If married people deal with it, it will be a topic on here. Get started designing the future you want with your spouse. Let's begin to ignite your marriage. Hey guys, D. Bonnie here. If you're anything like me, then you feel like that in order for the people in your life to love you, you have to behave a certain way. Like there's a certain standard of, of behavior or existing that you have to live up to. I mean, we all wanna be liked and appreciated, respected, but I think more than anything else in the whole world, we really wanna be loved. And out of seven and a half billion people in the world, we mostly wanna be loved by our spouses. But the problem is, is that I, I don't, for any extended period of time, live up to some rigorous standard of behavior. Like I try, but I fail. I mean, haven't you felt this way? Like your spouse expects you to be a certain way, your friends expect certain things out of you. I know your boss expects you to be a certain way. And these are good things. These are things like, I will always tell the truth. I will always do what I say that I'm gonna do. I will keep my promises. I will never hide my activities or my spending or my whereabouts. I won't ever lose my temper, right? And so these are good things that we should do. And most of the time we do them, but we're going to not get them right all the time. Like we're flawed human beings. So we're never going to hit that mark every time. So what happens when there's a standard set and I don't live up to it. Well, I think that that's where our facades come from. And so what's a facade? I like to think of a facade as this beautiful but fake brick exterior that I build around my life. And it represents the way I want people to see me, the way I wish things were in my life. You see, I don't want people to know that my Marriage isn't as wonderful as what they think that it is. And I don't want them to know that my life isn't as perfect as I represent. Sometimes we don't want people around us to know that someone in the house has a drinking problem or a propensity for porn. So we construct these beautiful facades that line the walls of our lives. And that's how we want people to see us. Now, I'm not gonna debate, there's probably some benefit to everyone not knowing everything that's going on in your life. Hello, Facebook, Instagram. 
there's probably something to be said for waiting until there's some time between that thing that I went through, the it and the now, where there's been some space and some recovery. And then it's more easy and probably prudent that I can then share those wounds with people and kind of tell them what I've been through. But the problem is that I think that we do this with our spouses. We build up these facades and we're not, we're not really known. And I think that we want to be, at least when it's safe. We'll talk in a minute how to get to a point that that's safe in the relationship. But first let's explore, like why do we even think it's important that our spouses know everything about us? You see, Adam and Eve, when they were living their hashtag best lives, jovially in the Garden of Eden, it says in Genesis 2.25 that they were naked and unashamed. And I think that's how we want to be with our spouses. I mean, we want to be able to be fully known, emotional warts and scars and wounds and everything, and yet still valued, still cherished, still loved. So why do I, why do I even think that that's important? Let me tell you, when we're in that most intimate of human relationships called a marriage, and we're not fully known to our spouse, there's a part of us that thinks, well, yeah, she loves me as she knows me. But you see, there's this part of me that I've kept hidden. There's this weakness that I haven't yet exposed. And maybe, maybe if she knew that about me, she wouldn't still love me. You see, I think that we can't feel fully loved until we're fully known. Let me say that again. Let that sink in. We can't feel fully loved until we feel fully known and still loved. Haven't you been through something like this? I mean, if you've lived more than 10 or 15 minutes in the world, there's some stuff about you in your past that you're not proud of. And you don't really want to bring it out the first time that you meet someone. But if you've gotten into a a situation where you were dating and you probably just, you kind of share it and test the water and see how the person's going to respond. You tell a partial truth about this thing that you went through uh, and then you see how it goes and you see what the response is from that other person. And then if it's a favorable, favorable response and you're not feeling like you're getting shut down, then you tell a little bit more. And if you're lucky, by the end of the evening or over the next few days, You've actually shared with that person everything about you, or at least at least enough about you that you feel like, okay, they, they really know what I've been through and I still feel loved. See, for me, that issue was my opioid addiction 16 years ago. And so as I would be dating and I would start to get to know someone, I'd have to kind of share like, hey, I went through this. I would even, I remember I would test the waters. I would sort of say, now listen, this doesn't define who I am. And I, I don't want you to use this and think ill of me, but I, I was addicted to hydrocodone in the past. And I'll tell you that as that started developing, that relationship continued and I still felt loved and not mistreated. I was still being introduced to friends and still felt, felt valued. Uh, the intimacy grew. So I think that's an important part of being married is being fully known by this other person and still loved. So how do we, how do we even get to that point with our spouse? I mean, if you're not there right now, how do we get to that? I think that 
it comes down to having a relationship in which we learn to show unconditional love. So what is that exactly? I mean, it sounds great, but what's it really mean? It means that regardless of what I know about you, regardless of what you do, I will still value you. You see, it's not, it's not this love that Hollywood portrays, this romantic love where everything's a rom-com. It's not even the friendship love that I hope you and your spouse have or are, or are getting to. It's really this deeper love that we should have for all people. This, the Greek term is agape, and it's the love that's described in the Bible as, I will always protect and honor you. I will keep no record of wrongs. I will not um, boast. I will not try to put you down. I will always give you hope. It's basically saying, I choose whatever the circumstance to value you and not devalue you. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're sharing some stuff with your partner, and especially if it's stuff that's been fairly recent and active that, that you kept hidden from him or her, there might be some pain. Like some of these conversations are still difficult. I mean, if, if you've been hiding $12,000 in credit card debt that you racked up with your gambling addiction from your wife and you're gonna tell her, love is not a get out of jail free card. Like that's still gonna be a difficult conversation. And there's gonna be some boundaries set. But what it does mean, what unconditional love does mean is that she would be saying, I will not demean you over this. I will choose to not devalue you even though you screwed up. You see, love and consequences can absolutely coexist. Actually, let me, let me restate that. Love and consequences must coexist if you want to have a healthy relationship. So how do you know? How do you know if you're actually doing this, setting up these boundaries and these consequences from a place where you're healthy, uh, where you're just trying to have a better relationship or a place where you're trying to you know, push the other person down? And I think you just have to look at what's in your heart. So if your heart is saying, okay, well, he screwed up and I got to set some boundaries. I got to protect me and us and our family, but you're doing it from a place of love and you're not trying to just get the upper hand in some sort of weird power struggle, then it's coming from a good place. Now I know there are people watching this who do not have a relationship where it is safe to just be completely exposed to your spouse. Like even though you're married, you live together, there's things that you, in your past, that you've kept hidden. But I think that's why you're on here. I think you're on this platform so that you can learn how over time to develop this intimate connection with your partner so that you can be, you can be fully known, emotional scars and injuries and everything, and yet fully loved and appreciated. And that, that is how you have an ignited marriage. Thanks for joining in. I love you guys. Please subscribe, come back, send your friends text, share, smoke signals, whatever it takes, because people around you are hurting in their marriages and they need to hear this stuff.